This is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. Psalm 46.10 has been my favorite Bible verse for decades. I had different reasons for it being my favorite over the course of my life. Back in my church years, it had a completely different meaning. And when I was sick, stuck in the wheelchair, and my body all twisted and twitching, uh, my muscles were always twitching, nonstop twitching. Be still was very important to me. Neville uses that verse when he explains what he calls the first principle. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that my awareness of being is what many people around the world call God. That's what it is. Awareness. God isn't something far off. Sure, it's been turned into some being on a throne somewhere waiting to judge and condemn or bless. But the Bible, the Bible tells us differently. Paul tells us that even the story of Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar is an allegory. And he says that he used to think of Jesus as a man, but now thinks of Jesus and all men as spirit. He goes on to say that we are the temple of God and that Jesus Christ, the power and wisdom of God, is within us. Even Jesus says something similar. When asked about the coming of the kingdom of God, he tells us that you'll never find it out there because it's already within us. So how do we experience ourselves as God, awareness or consciousness. That awareness behind all of our filters, our mind and its collection of thoughts and beliefs. We don't really have to make any effort because the one listening to my voice right now is God, awareness. It's you. Who you really are doesn't have any problems isn't concerned with the mind's memories of yesterday or all the ways you think your tomorrow will be good or bad. I'm sure, well, I know, I know you've experienced awareness or more precisely moments of becoming aware of awareness (laughs) at times in your life, even though you might not have recognized it or called it that. If you grew up in church like me, you might have called it that feeling of the presence of God or feeling like you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And in those moments, there are feelings of bliss and love, unending love. For most of my life, that feeling, that feeling of bliss and love was short-lived and infrequent because I was so consumed, so fused with my state, my collection of thoughts, beliefs, assumptions about who I was and what the world was like to realize that God presence was really my true self. It isn't difficult. You don't even have to tap into it because you are it already. Neville gives one way to notice who we are by using 
the first principle. Neville describes a way to do it in a number of his lectures and his books. Getting still, relaxing, and getting comfortable, and silently and feelingly saying, I am. I am. Until you feel that formlessness and facelessness and expansion. Well, I am never really worked for me. <laughs> it didn't. Every time I would think, I am, I would immediately want to finish the sentence. I am what? <laughs> so I shortened it. I just did something different. And it worked for me. Instead of I am, I just felt the thought, I, and stopped right there. Didn't finish I am, just stopped it at I. When I think and feel I, the chatter around me dims, the noise of my life quiets down. I am observing now, instead of identifying myself as my mind, my state. And what a thrill it is to experience the true self and realize that all of these things in my life, they're not me. They never have been. <laughs> they are not me. A diagnosis has nothing to do with my true self because my true self doesn't know sickness. It doesn't know poverty. It doesn't know wealth either, not wealth as we see it. Another question that I've asked myself that moves me into this first principle is, who is having this problem? Or who is sick? Who's short of money? I know consciousness is the only reality. So a problem is only a problem when I believe I am my mind and my body and I react to what they are telling me. The only reality is consciousness, awareness, or God. So any problem that I may be experiencing with money, illness, relationships, come from the state, the mind point of experience. My true self doesn't know problems. If I'm really the sick person, then once the illness is gone, I should cease to exist. When I'm broke, I should pop out of existence if I come into money, if I become wealthy, if I truly am the state. I am not any state, and neither are you. For me, when I make that little break into the first principle or becoming conscious of consciousness, I can observe my mind which reacts to situations and hangs on to memories and plans out a future based on the way it remembers the memories. I can see that I am not my mind. I am not my circumstances. I am not my memories, nor am I the endless possible futures. I am the eternal now. The little states we dwell in are too busy with the past and future to notice the now. Even when I have thought I was being present in the moment, I wasn't really in the now. 
I was busy thinking about how these present events were going to affect my future. As you expand on your understanding of who you are, and I say expand because it doesn't end. There's no end to expansion, and no one, no one on this level can say they're done with expansion, done with understanding at all. As you expand on your understanding, you'll realize you can truly decree a thing, decide a thing, and it will come about in your life. No belief, no matter how firmly entrenched you think it is, can stand up to the power of awareness, the power of becoming aware of those beliefs. All those beliefs come from the mind, from the state you're in. They are not you. They really have nothing to do with your true self. Knowing this about you, when you notice a belief, you can choose to let it dissolve or you can give, keep giving life to it. It's your choice. As far as beliefs go, I would say challenge every one of them, every one of them, when you notice them. <laughs> I've always been a contrary person. My high school teachers would agree with that thought. They told me so. And back then I thought that was a criticism. But uh, I wear it proudly now. I naturally <laughs> question anybody that tells me it has to be this way or this way is wrong or you're wrong and I'm right. If I'm told this is what you're supposed to do, this is the way you should believe, I automatically ask myself silently, who says? Who says I have to do it that way? And I do the same thing when I notice a belief. And I don't mean just negative beliefs. I'm talking about any, anything that I'm holding firmly in my mind. Even things having to do with Neville and all of the things I talk about. All of these beliefs are limits. It doesn't mean they're bad, though. Because every state of consciousness has a boundary, a limit to it. No state contains all things. And even by calling it a state, by dwelling in a state, it automatically has limits because it's within awareness. It is not awareness. It's within consciousness. Now, I don't go on the hunt for beliefs to challenge. <laughs> they pop up on their own all the time, usually in my reactions. My reactions will always tell me what I believe. So in the moment that I notice a belief, by knowing I am the observer and not the embodiment of the belief, I can choose what to do with it. It has no power over me. Question everything. Question what I tell you, what Neville says, what anyone says. Question those things you've held on to as set in stone in your life. In the lecture of the first principle, Neville says, relax, be still, and question yourself, saying, are you really God? Address yourself as though you were two. If you are God and can do all things, prove it to me by giving me my desire so I can feel its presence now. See if he will prove himself in performance, and when he does, do it again. Keep on asking, and when he proves himself here on this level, then let these things which can't be put to the test come through, for they will. 
I urge you to question everything that I tell you, everything you read in the Bible, and everything you hear from some pulpit ceaselessly. Keep on questioning and questioning until you find God or the living truth in what is being said. I'm telling you what I know from experience. It is true. One day you'll discover that you are the life of the world, that everything you think of is permanent and independent of your perception is within you. You will know that the world reflects your thoughts. So put the challenge to your true self. You won't offend it. I promise you, as you do, layers, the crust of ages will begin to fall away. And you won't have any need or desire to look to any other for help in anything at all. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.